Tiger fans, welcome to episode 45 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And we are back with part two of our exclusive interview with Jackson State alumnus, Young Money Entertainment COO, and the Blueprint Group co-CEO, Cortez Bryant, along with my co-host, Terrell Key. So, Tez, I call you and Key, my JSU MassCom brothers. We were all there at the same time majoring in mass communications, and we were very active in that department, learning the ins and outs of that field. So what were your original plans for after graduation before the music thing took off for you? So I had already um, had a entry-level position at CNN, uh, editing position, at CNN lined up based uh, with this program that they had uh, uh, catered to HBCU students to uh, kind of come and work uh, in uh, at at CNN. You know, uh, had already got my resume taped together with the help of uh, Sonny Smith, who's the adjunct uh, professor there, who let me work at WLBT and kind of helped oh, me yeah. out. Uh, Doctor Sonny, um, love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of. Helped me out and get my uh, uh, get my stuff together to kind of uh, get that job. So I thought that's what I was going to be doing. You know what I'm saying? I literally thought that. Well, that's what I, that's where I'm going until you know my best friend called me and was like, "Yo, I need a manager." So uh, and, and kind of shifted that whole dynamic. You know, so yeah, that's where I was going to. Wow. Yeah. So best friend called and said, "Hey." I need you to manage. And so you had, um, you took that phone call and you were like, okay, let's do it. I didn't say, okay, let's do it at first. Right. Cause I didn't know, <laughs> um, um, I didn't know, uh, uh, I was like, you know, I was definitely, cause what happened was I sat out, I'm sorry. I sat out a couple semesters, um, maybe a semester or two, I think one was fall 2000 or, or spring 2000, spring 99. And then right before that, maybe uh, um, um, spring 98. I think I took both of those semesters off just to go on tour with this one, Cash Money and First Stop Poppy. Remember, they came to, they came to school in 99 and did that big concert uh, when they was hot. So I took mm-hmm. a couple of semesters off just to see. I was picking up bags and, just on the road as a roadie, you know, having fun. And, you know, I left that was like, oh, okay, this is dope. This is fun, but let me go back to school and, and figure out my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, like good luck, my friend. You know, I'm happy everything popping for you, but I'm going to go back and um, um, I'm going to go back and finish uh, 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 at Jackson State. So, um, um, I didn't know I was, I didn't think there was anything for me there. I didn't see it at that point. You know, it took Wayne to kind of see something in me that I didn't even see in myself, um, to that, that, you know, that I had the capabilities to, uh, of, of 
being his you know uh, being his manager and doing the things and running the company and doing the things that we we did. So um, it definitely wasn't a yeah let's go. It was uh, let me pray on this and figure this out because I got this other thing set up, you know, and I kind of got my answer and that was like to protect your friend, you know, that was the spirit of me going out there, you know, to protect him from the business in the world and make sure he don't get taken advantage of, you know, and I kind of figured it out along the way. Gee, so so how people. far do you and Wayne go back? Like what, 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 where did that relationship start? How did it start? Uh, it started, uh, um, 94, 95? Yeah, hmm. like when I was like, he was like 12, I was like 15. So we met at uh, um, the school. We went to McMaine. Um, uh, McMaine, we met there's like a 7th, 12th grade secondary school. And he kind of, uh, uh, when he came in 7th grade, uh, uh, I was like the big dog at the school and, and, and kind of took him under my wing. He joined the band there. When I started the band there, joined the band because his mom had took him he had just shot himself as a kid um he had shot himself and his mom was trying to take him away from rap because he was watching a, a, a rap video when he was had had his stepfather's gun and, and turned and and put it in and uh, uh and pulled the trigger and almost lost his life so his mom took him away from rap music for a minute so he was trying to figure out his way as a kid and he caught me at that point i was that year i was starting the band. So I was like, look, man, come join this. Come join the band. He plays cymbals <laughs> in the band, bro. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he plays cymbals in the band, and then he moved it to my neighborhood. It was an area in New Orleans called New Orleans East where the middle cut, when you kind of make it out the hood, and when you're like middle class black, it was like like probably like North Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, sort of like North Jackson, you compare it to uh, uh, Jackson. So it was like that's what New Orleans East was. So I had just moved to the East a couple of years before that from my hood, and his mom and them was just getting to a point where they was able to move out there. So uh, along with, uh, um, you know, he didn't he didn't have any friends that was out in that area, so he used to catch the bus with me after school and come just chill at my crib. So we got real tight. That's how we got bonded, you know what I'm saying? We got bonded from, you know, uh, uh, one I was just a big dog at school, and two, you know, uh, um, he, I, he was doing all things I was doing as far as extracurricular activities and just catching the bus home with me because he had just moved to that new neighborhood that we were staying in. So we got tight and been tight ever since, all day. Hmm. Man, that's 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 an amazing story. Like, you know, I guess I know I'm sure it's a lot of people that – probably didn't know that, you know, all of those things that you just shared about, you know, you and Wayne's history and you guys growing up and, you know, becoming friends. That's that's actually a pretty cool story, man. I think I got another tear. <laughs> oh, eyeball. Come on, Keith. Kind of touching. Kind of touching. Man, man, come on. The whole comedian, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Right. Yeah. So, Ted, so... So Ted, so so here's a question. So when did you know that that Wayne would be that dude, like that guy? Like, okay, he's gonna be that Greatest guy. rapper alive. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, when did you know that? I knew he was gonna be great when I first met him. Mind you, uh, at this time, like so ninety five, down south, like it wasn't pop it wasn't popular rap like it is now where all these kids wanna be rappers, right? 
So right, it wasn't right. a popular thing. He literally, and then the school we went to was like a college prep school, probably one of the best public schools in New Orleans. Um, and most people in those schools, uh, you know, that school is literally preparing you to go to college and everybody, you know, a lot of, a lot of doctors, lawyers, career professionals that came from our school like that's in our era. Right, so mm-hmm. nobody was yeah. in there rapping. Literally, nobody in the entire high school was rapping. He was the only <laughs> one. So wow. he used to walk around just be bopping up, bouncing on his chest, making his rap songs in seventh grade. So like he's 11, 12, 12 years old. And when he started kicking it with me, you know, uh, uh, hanging with me, you know, he'd just be at the crib uh, when we, you know, we'd be home, wait for his mom to pick him up after she get off. And when he rapped his first rap to me, it was about fast food restaurants. About like, and when he he flipped it so cold, I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" I'm like, "Dog, you know you, you know what I'm saying?" From there, I knew that he was special. He was gifted. And he was talented, and he was meant to do exactly what he's doing. You know, because wow. his wordplay at that point about McDonald's and Popeyes and Wendy's and and all the fact, like he had a whole rap about fast food. It was one of his first raps he ever wrote. You know. Right. Uh, uh, that's crazy. I wonder if he ever remember. I doubt if he remember any of those lyrics. That was just a crazy time, you know. So from then, uh, like I said, at twelve. But the thing was, and he likes to tell this story, you know. I used to tell him when we was in those days, like, look, that's cool or whatever, but uh, that shit ain't gonna take us out the hood. So you gotta, uh, uh we gotta help these books to get out because that ain't gonna take us nowhere. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so he liked to throw that. He liked to throw that in my face because I told right. him like that because I didn't see the end of that. Like that wasn't practical to me. Practical to me was uh-huh. was you know uh, uh, going to college and getting a career mm-hmm. in, in, in in some field, right? That that was drilled mm-hmm. in our head. You know, of getting course. out of here, getting out the city, or not getting out the city. Higher education that was the way to. You know, that's what all the old folks, that's all they knew that, that was kind of instilled in us in my generation. So mm-hmm. a rap career was not nothing that I was right. like, nope, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, that's not going to get us anywhere, dog. So that's a cool uh, hobby, but let's focus on <laughs> these books. So focus yeah, on crazy the books. things turned, you know what I'm saying? And I, and he became the boss, and I'm working for him, and you know, we built what we built. So, yeah, yeah man. you know, it, it's crazy. So earlier you had mentioned, um, you said you set out a semester to go on the road and you held a few bags and, you know, you said, hey, this is cool, but I need to get back to school. So did going on the road um, affect school any? Like when you were in school, did you, did, was there an effect? Um, was there like a time where you had to choose one or the other? Like what was the, what was, how did it affect school for you? When I left, when I when I when I first was going on the road, I just I wasn't even in school, so I literally took semesters out. So I mean that affected the way you know it took me longer to get out to graduate than than um, um, okay um, I was supposed to. So it definitely affected uh, uh, that. You know what I'm saying? I, I was gone. It was only that last year, like '03 going into '04. Uh, started in January '04. Um, um, I was graduated that May. So those, those months, you know, I was leaving every weekend 
you know, I started and started and straight out the gate, I was leaving Jackson every weekend, booking shows and stuff and going on the road. So that last semester I had to juggle finishing up and, uh, um, finishing up and working in the industry at the same time. Those are the, that's the only times where they kind of, um, were going on at the same time when I was doing both. Mm. Okay. So you had it. So you kind of had it spread out. Like, okay, I don't, I don't want to lose focus on anything. So let me just put this down here, and then I can focus on this. Then I'll stop this, and then go back to what I was originally doing. So sound like you kind of had it. Sound like you kind of had it planned out. Like, okay, I know I cannot chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. So I'm gonna spit the gum out and just walk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I, 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 I yeah, I jumped into it not knowing what to like. I I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but I definitely knew that boat wasn't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? I knew I couldn't be on the whole damn tour, traveling and still uh, in school. You know, online class that none of that existed around that time. No, you know it didn't. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. that wasn't an option. So you know, I believed in Wayne. Like I said, I believed in Wayne and what he was doing. You know, and. I was like, let me, you know, he wanted me to come on the road. And I was like, let me see what this is, you know. And like I said, it was fun. I got to see the country, you know, got to see places I've never had, got to go places I'd never been. Uh, definitely uh eye-opener. But I didn't see anything for myself. You know, I saw the, tra- the upper trajectory for him and his career, but I didn't see where I fit in that. I didn't know what a manager was at that time. Right. They had no managers within cash money. Like, I was Wayne's first manager, you know. Like, Baby and Slim kind of ran everything. It's so unethical now. But they kind of was the label, the manager, and everything. That's why they probably were stealing earlier on. And even later, shit. But uh, oh, wow. uh, not mismanaging money. I don't want to say yeah. stealing. Just mismanaging right. money. They were young, though. You know, I tell them they were young and and didn't know the music business themselves on a major level. So it, it, it caused a lot of rift in the way business was uh, was being handled, you know. But all that's fixed now, so I don't want to knock on uh, 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 their their downfalls, you know. They eventually fixed everything, and, and everything mm-hmm. is fixed to this point. So, But at the time, the, to, the, the point was I didn't see – anything for myself there so i was like you know i was like this is great for you dog you know i see where you're going with this you're going to be great you know let me go back and you know figure out what i as a man figure out what i figure out my 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 path in life you know so that's kind of why i went you know went back okay so tis check this out what are your um what are some of your biggest challenges or times that you wanted to give up I know that's kind of like, you know, it, that's kind of a vague question. And I'm going to tell you why I asked that. You know, me personally, you know, I've had experiences and, and times of things where I just wanted to quit, like give up, you know, but being in the boom, you know, they taught us, like, there's no quitting. You know, you don't quit. You you persevere. You keep going. And, you know, and, and I think my boom days and my boom teachings have had me to say, okay, you know what, just stick it out it's going to get better. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. So what are some of the challenges that, or times that you face where you wanted to just give up on anything? 
Um, in this, I mean, it's it's mostly happened. I mean, in this job, it's happened. You know, two times. One time I did. Mm. Uh, for, for like six, seven months. That was 2005. So when wow. I first oh, wow. get into it, what? So one thing I um was happening at the same time um of that same my senior year, you know, I kind of slowed down and uh, joined New Jerusalem out there in Jackson. Got saved. Uh, um, you know, um, um, thanks to my brother Calvin Barry, who's not a percussion instructor. He was a minister down in New Orleans at the time. Um, um, he was a minister at the time. So my life was was changing. You know what I'm saying? I accepted God in my life, and my whole trajectory on life was changing. Before I even, that's why when I said I prayed before I came to the music business, because I was just like, I had just got saved. It was just like, you know, and I felt like I was delivered and, and from a lot. And I was like, God, how you going to just deliver me and then uh, bring me back into this worldly job that's sitting for, is this really for me? You know what I'm saying? So I had to figure that out. So it was like spiritual warfare right there. Like, what's going on? Like, how you just pull me away and, 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 and help me out and, you know, put me on the solid ground? And then like, oh, here's this, this chance to really go in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. So I had to figure out if that was really for me, bro. And that's why I say that that when I when you asked me before, that decision wasn't just prompt. I really it, was, it took me a couple months to really decide I was gonna uh, do what I'm doing. But said to say a couple years in, uh, of course, it was hard in the beginning because I didn't know anything. You know what I'm saying? So the learning curve was I had to figure everything out on the fly. I had to uh, ask a lot of questions, be a fly on the wall, and a lot of people, and, and try to. Uh, uh, align myself with people I trust that I could think I could gain knowledge from, you know. Um, um, and I think uh, Wayne and I got into a heavy Okay, It was, all I can remember was on Chris Brown, give me that video shoot, video set. It wasn't even arguing with me. It was arguing between him and currency. But I just got into it, and we got into it heavy and scuffled a little bit. And, uh and I was like, man, this, all right, I'm out. I'm like, I ain't about to deal with, with this craziness and deal with you, you know, with this. And I left, and I got went back to Jackson State, actually, got in the master's program. Uh, uh, Dr. Lewis Liddell gave me another scholarship. He he let me, uh, uh, he put me as percussion instructor again. And um, so um, during that time, I, I went to church, and I, was, I don't know if it was uh, – the pastor, Pastor Pickett, or if it was one of the deacons that I was talking to, but I was just letting them know, you know, I was just venting like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I was that, that was, I was in the world and I got into it and he said something off the wall and I was, I'm not taking, I wasn't taking that and I came back and I left, you know what I'm saying? They tell, they was like, man, you know, and, and I just remember the conversation was basically like, yo, Tez, like just because uh, God said, you know, God gave you a purpose, you know, and, and showed you you were supposed to be there. He never said that that walk was going to be easy. You know, she was like, if anything, if anything, that's when your friend probably needed you the most. So you need to go back. So you need to go back and, and, and understand, you know, that this, the purpose that you're living in that he gave you is not going to be easy. It's not going to always be easy. It's going to be them trying times. So, um, so that was one. So I, I went back, and the rest was kind of history. You know, what I'm saying everything else uh, was 
kind of fell into place at, right after that, you know. So, um, um, yeah, that was 05. I actually had quit. And the second time was um, that I thought, the second time where I thought, you know, to give up, or I didn't, I, the second time I thought to about giving up was uh, most recently, you know, everybody, it was very public about the, the lawsuit that was going on between Wayne and Cash Money, you know, mm-hmm. so that lasted four or five years. You know, um, this is at a point where, you know, uh, I knew where, where that we were right in the ground that we were standing on uh, within this lawsuit, but it got to an ugly point, you know what I'm saying? It, it was definitely heavy on Wayne because, like, you know, like I said, from 12 years old, this is the first time that he was one able to do, one able to put out, you know, uh, uh, his music and which which he lives and dies for. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he was he was handicapped to do that. So it took a toll on him. You know, and me still being the friend who's here to protect his friend. You know, tried trying to stay positive, trying to stay positive through. The, this whole situation, like I said, like everything from then, from 05 when I went back on, I've seen, I've kind of saw where the direction where I was supposed to go to in this business, you know what I'm saying? So all of it wasn't easy, but I saw the end goal, you know what I'm saying? The end goal was always in front of my face, and I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. This is a time where uh, during that lawsuit, we got to a point, maybe two or three, maybe two, two, two three years, three years in, of this four or five year lawsuit where I couldn't see the end of the tunnel. Like I didn't know how to get out, you know, and I usually mm-hmm. always had the answer, you know what I'm saying? I was the, the architect of this whole, of, of the whole, uh, uh, brand, you know what I'm saying? The whole brand, the whole young money brand. This is the first time where I was like in a dark place, you know what I'm saying? I broken down, cried, prayed, uh, um, all those things for like, you know, in, in everybody else's mind on the outside, Taz always had the answer. Taz is a superhero. Taz going to make it work, you know. So I didn't, I was at a point where I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? I was ready to, you know, it, it wasn't about like giving up on him, but, you know, I just had no answers, right? So I remember being in LA, so I was just like, "Man, let me go, uh, let me go out just to get my mind off it." And, and Russell Simmons had Def Comedy Jam. He had rebrought Def Comedy Jam out to LA, so I was like, "Let me just go laugh to clear my mind, right?" So I went out, um, uh, went to the comedy show. It was hilarious. You know, I walked out there feeling good, just to escape from from all the drama that I had to deal with. And as I was walking out, there was this random lady walked up to me and was like, brother, I don't know why I'm supposed to be talking to you. I don't know why I'm supposed to be talking to you or, or, or who you are. I have no idea who you are, but God just put uh, something on my heart to tell to tell you that he's with you and it's going to be all right. And when I say, bro, I like broke down, like literally like broke down like because you know what i'm saying because i i thought at that point my prayers weren't answered i don't i don't see no i have no vision like you know i ain't know what to do but i literally like broke down at that moment it was like man and i still didn't have the answer i still couldn't see the end at that point when i got that message but what i did know that is it was gonna turn out all right you know what i'm saying so I, my faith just kept going 
And then it turned out, and in the end, it turned out much better than that, right? You know what I'm saying? It turned out way better than what we have expected the outcome of that lawsuit to be. So, right. um, yeah, those are two two of the times when 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 those trying times of, of giving up came into place. Well, wow, that's powerful, man, and you know it's it's great to hear that you know it was your faith of all things that that pushed you through those times and guided you through those times, man. That's awesome. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we talk a lot about Wayne, but who are some of the the other artists that you you know managed or, or worked with or done business with? Oh man, right after Wayne, the uh, very next artist was, uh, I mean, with Wayne, I met my partner, which is one of the reasons of uh, my success, bro, his name G. Roberson, like three years in, who we were like, like-minded, same morals, same values, so he was managing Kanye West at the time, and he kind of really helped catapult my thought process, so we merged our companies together, like, shit, now 13 years ago. Um, and we had Kanye and Wayne at the same time. And the very next person was Drake, uh, uh, who came up to me. And like, and, and at this point, I didn't think personally, I was, I didn't think personally, like I say, I came into this business not knowing I even wanted to be a manager and didn't think I was going to want to manage, it was going to be manager to anyone else. You know, I partnered with my partner G just because, like I said, he was an ally who would help me grow. You know, but I always thought he can have Kanye and Wayne, and I'm just going to be Wayne. I never thought to expand my, the management side of the business. You know, I was really here just to help my friend. But, you know, when Drake, Drake's probably the next person to ever come to me and was just like, yo, can you manage me and manage my career? I would love for you to be a part of my life and manage my career. And I was just like, really? You know, <laughs> at first, right, because I was recruiting him for young money the label, but I, right. you know, uh, uh, I never thought, you know, I never thought to like really be in his career uh, like I was, you know, and, and how he came at me. So I talked to Wayne about it. Wayne was like, hell yeah, man, go ahead and manage him. Shit, as long as you make sure he come to, you know, if you come to Young Money, that'd be better for him if he's at Young Money, you know what I'm saying, for you to be managing career. So I'm like, okay, you know. And that was the very next person, bro. And, and that was, you know, we made history and still making, he's still making history uh, to this day. You are too. <laughs> and, yeah, so from that is like, you know, the Nicki Minaj, the, uh, the Jill Scott's in the roots with my partner, Sean G, who came aboard. Um, most recently that everyone would probably know is probably Lil Nas X, which was in the oh, last yeah. year, two years. Yeah, um, yeah. So the roster's been been uh, Ti has been other managed Future at one point, Young Jeezy at one point. It's been a lot, bro. Yeah, that's what's up. What's up? We yeah. we want to hear some uh, some some Drake and Nicki stories though, man. What <laughs> what are they really like? Uh both of them are, are great people, bro. They're very freaking uh, talented. I think one thing that Wayne. Um, um, and what he sees in a lot of his artists um, um, is is work ethic. You know what I'm saying? I think that people who like to work, you know what I'm saying, no, who's going to outwork everyone. And I think they picked up a lot of that from him early on, um, um, that trait about him, because that's one thing Wayne still to this day, no matter how many records he sold, no matter how much success he has, he still go to the studio every day. It's like, 
he don't he don't see uh, uh, going to the studio as a job. You know what I'm saying? It's really a hobby for him, so he enjoys it. So to this day, he's probably outworking every single artist. You know, and it's one of the one of the reasons why he's uh, lasted so long in this business. And those guys took that from him. You know, uh, they're definitely uh, great people. Nikki is 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 outside. I mean, one of the best outside of just female lyricists, just one of the the best lyricists. You know, what I'm saying she's a, a, a super goal oriented and, and a boss and. Drake, the personalities are different. You know, Drake is more um, um, uh, extroverted. Wayne and Nicki are more introverted. You know, um, um, you know, he's the one. He's the one that's gonna just be in a restaurant with everyone else and go up to everybody's table, say hello, things like that. You know, what I'm saying just and just an example of him and just more recently of, of Drake. You know, we was out here couple months ago in Atlanta when he was shooting that last song he had with uh, Future, um, you know, and we was doing some <clears throat> after parties and stuff, and he was like, yo, Tess, man, he was like, it's been 10 years since we really, you know, we started this journey together. Let's go right Because when he first, the first time he moved, I was living in Atlanta at that point, and he, I moved him into a condo I had, um, He's like, let's go back to the condo, you know, because he made his first So Far Gone mixtape out here in Atlanta um, and sort of his first album. He's like, let's go back to, you know, the condo and take a toast, just take a toast for 10 years to where it all started. You know what I'm saying? Let's just take a shot of this, you know, and enjoy this moment, go back to this condo where I lived at, where, you know, when you gave me and I created all this music. So we did that. And he was just like, yeah, man, and let's go to Jackie. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, wow. This is his idea. He was like, let's go to Jackie. I was like, what? He was like, uh, uh, uh. he was like, yeah, man, you know, let's go back to where, you know, you brought me to to your club and nobody knew who I was. <laughs> and, and, wow. and we hit that stage and like, he was like, let's go, let's, let's relive those days. I was like, for one, bro, uh, nobody, nobody can afford to book you in Jackson for a party <laughs> for one. <laughs> like, like you, what you definitely outgrown the Jackson market and what the hell you getting? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I was like, and, I was like, and for two, we nobody the same thing. I was like, nobody can afford to get you there. I was like, what? He was like, nah, nah. He was like, don't worry about that. But I'm not worried. I don't want no. He was like, uh. Like I don't want no money. He was like, I don't want no money, man. He was like, you know, what I'm saying we'll take the jet. I'm gonna fly there. Uh, uh-huh. uh, just just book a party and let's just go have fun. He was like, anything y'all make, you and CJ can take. I was like, well, CJ can take it. I'm straight. You know, <laughs> he was like whatever. He was like, I don't want anything from it. I just want to go back to the beginning and celebrate. And let's look at wow. what ten years later. What ten years later looked like. Uh, uh, um. You know, from where we started, you know what I'm saying, from where we started when you was bringing me to Jackson when nobody really knew me, you know what I'm saying? Like, all those places, like, wow. like he's that type person, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, and that's what makes me respect him. I, like, I respect the shit out of Drake for, for things like that. That really makes him a, a – he stands out as a person. As, as big as he is, for the biggest artist in the world, you know, he's still humble to say, you know, to be like, let's go to Jackson, Mississippi. 
and have fun. But you know, that's got that's that's got to be that's Cortez. That has to be like a very touching moment for somebody to want to just experience that moment with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, put everything to the side. You know, we I just want to experience this with you. Like, that's got to be like, and that that sounds like something that you would do though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's like a Cortez kind of thing. Like, man, let's just yeah, go here, bro. That, that 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 has that had to that had to touch you some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Just like to to hear that because it, he didn't want to do anything. It wasn't about a show. It was about the moment and and celebrating how far we've come together as 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 partners. Like, so that's that's cool, man. That's real cool. Yeah, bro. But nah, nah, it's, it's definitely those moments that, you know, um, and I don't even manage Drake anymore, right? After my first, after his first six six years, you know, after mm-hmm. he made him a star, he promoted his, uh, uh, within his own crew, you know, to give them positions and jobs, you know, but we still maintain a great brotherhood and relationship. And, but that's, and that's what it's all about, dog. See, see, those are those rewarding moments. People always ask me, you know, uh, uh, you know, what is my most fulfilling moments out of this business and what would I get out of this business, right? And 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 people would think it's the uh the, the material things, but it's not that at all. You know what I'm saying? There's moments like that, you know, that I felt appreciated you know, appreciated, you know, uh different things like that, bro. Like just two years ago he did the same thing with um 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 with New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Like that nice for what song he had and the Kiki song, uh mm-hmm. in, in my feelings song. You yeah. Know, he hit me up my, he hit me <laughs> he hit me up and was just like uh uh yo Taz, you know, I got this he was like, I got this song for the summer. Um I really wanted I really want to make a song that make women feel good that women can dance to and feel good and not feel like they're being degraded, right? And he was just like, um, I want to make this song. And, and when you took me to New Orleans, you know, I want to capture the essence of that because that, that how people how people uh, uh, reacted, how the ladies reacted to bounce music, you know. Uh, uh, I want them to feel, you know, when you, when you were taking me back then, I want you to, I want them to feel that way, bro. So, you know, he sent me the song, and he was like, help me make it into, uh, you may help me authenticate it and make sure it's real bounce, you know, and I called my homeboy, Fifth Wall Weeby, from my neighborhood, rest in peace, um, um, to bring Black and Mild in, and, and the rest is history, you know what I'm saying? We lit up the summer with those songs, but, you know, and then he was like, let's just go back to, let's go back to New Orleans to, to shoot this video, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Let's, let's take it back. We got to shoot the video down there. You know what I'm saying? We got to, we got to capture that culture of, of what it is, but that's the type of person he is, man. That's, and how those pay it forward moments, because I know other artists, um, um, that, you know, they get into their, their spaces of celebrity and don't like to be out. And mind you, it's a, it's a hassle when you get to a certain level, you know, just to, to be in the public and really enjoy yourself, but, you know, Drake is one of those uh, cats that, you know, it, it's different from him, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's really different, you know, he's all about those moments and very much so appreciative of, of, of the work, you know, that's what I felt, you know, I felt appreciated, you know, after 10 years, you know, you want to go back 
you want to relive the beginning. We don't have to relive the beginning. You know what I'm saying? You're the biggest artist in the world. We could just keep partying and we could go anywhere in the world and right. and just keep celebrating life, you know what I'm saying? But it was important to him to let's go to Jackson, Mississippi. Bro, like oh wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. You know. <laughs> I, yeah. I you know it's it's so so me hearing that and being from Jackson, Mississippi, you know, I would have never be- I wouldn't I wouldn't have believed this story if somebody else told it to me. You know, I believe it of course, you know, but I don't I wouldn't have believed it because you know, Jackson, Mississippi is a smaller market and, you know, Jackson being one of those places where, you know, if you're not from there or if you're not spent time there, you wouldn't understand the love and how much um how much culture and how much fun and how many how much you can do in Jackson, Mississippi. So yep. it's like me trying to tell somebody from another part of the country how great Jackson, Mississippi is and how much how many great things you have to offer until someone comes there and they experience that themselves. So, man, shout out to you big time, man. And I'm, I'm real appreciative of this moment right here that we're having because I'm learning things about my friend Cortez. And I'm also learning about some things that you did Cortez where, you know, and you, you talked about God and not to get too far into it, but man, God prepared you in order. He, he, he put you in a position to be this, to be that person to those people you've been. Like you, you saved people's lives. You've changed people's lives. I know this personally for like I just know this. But just listening to the stories of, of Drake and Nicki Minaj and Wayne, just just hearing what you've done just for them, people don't know that. So man, like I I, I salute you in in this moment, man. Just being that person and listening to what listening to what God was telling you because that's that's all it was. God told Absolutely. you, hey, you need to go, you need to go here and do this, and you went with no direction. You're like, okay, God, I'm here, so what do I do next? You know, you 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 showed up and and yeah. and, 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 it, and it worked out for you. But you know, you you mentioned ten years, uh, and you mentioned you and Drake celebrated ten years, and you know, I think about how um, how you were there for their for Drake and everybody else's rise to stardom. Like you saw them, you met them. No one knew who they were, and you gave them the shot or whatever you did to to bring them on. What was it like watching them blow up like that? It was uh, it was rewarding, bro. I mean, um, that's that's like I, I was just saying on the last uh, question. That's the that's the best thing, you know. what I'm saying to to that's the best thing for me, and the most rewarding thing for me in this business for uh, to to get an artist for them to tell you their dreams, and you help them reach that point. You know, what I'm saying, and 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 as I'm older now. You know, I the the all the benchmarks that happened along the way, I probably really didn't get to enjoy them as much because I was just doing the work, head head down, uh, 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 vision forward, just putting in the work. So, um, but you know, like now, you know, people call me OG in the news business. I still don't feel that old, but but I see. I look back. I look back now, and and just like. The 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 ten year moment we just talk about now I'm able to appreciate those moments even more you know but definitely when they hit those when they got to become the household names that they were was the pinnacle of rewards for each one of uh, those artists and I saw them well our first tour ever our first tour ever we used to have these conversations on my tour bus we had two tour buses Wayne had his bus and I had my bus so uh, on my bus. 
all on one bus. And we just had two buses. All of, all of my buses was 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 Drake, Nikki, Tiger, two chains, and the dancers and CJ. So that was my tour right. bus. So out of everybody, so we all they was all on the bus bunking, all trying to get on. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, you know, nobody had made a name for themselves. So all those people were in one space traveling the country together, just having these conversations about, you know, trying to be on trying to be on Wayne level where he was, you know what I'm saying? I had him his first arena tour, you know, but but hungry to reach those goals. So we used to have a lot of these conversations on the bus. We played you know, we had a lot of fun, but had a lot of these conversations about, you know, about making it and getting there. So to see each one of them, even two change, you know what I'm saying? With my brother to this day and said, you know, and we're just like, bro, you know, uh, he had duffel bag boy with, with Wayne, right? He was like, man, mm-hmm. I pay my own money, you know, just to come out on tour with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know that I could be, you know, I know that. I want to see that and see, you know, I want to see that and have that vision and w- w- what y'all doing and knowing that I could, you know, uh, uh, be there and just perform the song. He's like, I pay y'all to come on. And he was like, wow. nah, man, you don't got to pay us. He's like, you good. You got to bunk on the bus. We get your room. And, and he just came out every night just to perform that one song. But, you know, if you ask him, you know what I'm saying, those were learning lessons for him to see that vision and knowing what he could be. You know what I'm saying? He still was just in player circle at the time. He wasn't even 2 chain. Mm-hmm. He was still Titty Boy right. at the yeah. time. 2 chain wasn't even the better yet, you know? So, wow. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, bro. So to see, you know, to look back and, and, and know that the, all these dudes, all these artists were, up, you know, were just hungry at the time trying to make it. And all of them, you know what I'm saying? Even Tiger, you know, has, has surpassed. Everything that they were talking about on that bus is very much so rewarding. Wow, and that's mm-hmm. some inspiring stuff, man. I mean, you've had you've played such a huge role in in those careers. Do you ever sit back and and reflect on that? I know you're not the type of guy to pat yourself on the back, but I mean, you were instrumental. So that's something that you reflect on. I really, I, I'm just like literally, bro. Within these last couple years, you know, I'm just really starting. To, you know, uh, um, I never, I never have though. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, even when people, people are congratulate me and 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 you know, I'll tell you, you need to write a book. And I'm like, I don't, nobody don't want to hear from me. I'm like, you know, I'm always that guy. You know, what I'm saying, because I don't know, I, I still, I still to this day feel like it's more out there. You know, what I'm saying, it's the the, the chapters are uh, evolving, but I still think that it's still unwritten. I still think I have things to do. I haven't got that finale point. You know, what I'm saying, I see a transitioning now uh, in my life, and 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 really uh, 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 the understanding of within this last couple of years, well, last four years since I got back to Atlanta, I have understood. I have understood, uh, uh, acknowledged. And accept that I do have a voice. You know what I'm saying? It probably was perfectly done by all these younger rappers coming up to me calling me OG and stuff. But um, but I do understand that, you know. And and I understand that I have to do something. You know, I think God has on my heart now that I have to do something with that this all these years and voice and to pay it forward, you know. So, um, um, so that's what I've been doing lately. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, that's what I've been doing lately. Um, um, with 
uh, uh, political activism down here. And then this new company I started called uh, Be Great. Um, Be Great, which is, I don't know if y'all familiar with Masterclass. Um, Mm -mm, What is it? So Masterclass is is, is this big billion, multi-billion dollar company now where you have different uh, professionals and and, uh, uh, people from different walks in life teach courses basically on uh, how they got to where they got to. You know what I'm saying? So you might Mm -hmm. have uh, uh, Emerald, the chef, teaching about, you know, how you become Emerald or or the uh, Elon Musk telling you how he created Tesla and and his innovative ideas, right? So it's it's that. So that's what Masterclass is, basically. So me, myself, so be great. It's basically the same concept, same format, but it's for black people. So I'm bringing in, so I'm bringing in all the black thought leaders in all different walks of life. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's your whether it's your clothing boutique owner online, or uh, your actor, or your or your 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 hair salon owner, or your music manager, or engineer. So I'm just trying to, because one thing that I do understand as I look back in my life, um, as I look back in my life, uh, uh, I tried to figure out with these last couple of years since this country being very divided, you know, um, uh, what was the what was my trigger point. What was my trigger point to know that I could succeed and I could make it and I could be on an equal playing field to our white counterparts? And that kind of led back to um, education. You know, it was that school. It was that school, McMain, where I met, you know, Wayne, you know, saying where all this journey started when I first joined the band, you know, where I was taught college prep, you know what I'm saying? So education has been a, a common denominator for my entire life. So I was just like, and I understand that, you know the public school system, uh, especially in our in the cities, uh, and for our black kids, is still messed up. You know what I'm saying? It's still teaching archaic uh, curriculums that's not helping them. So uh, one thing I did have at that school, McMain, that said like um, um, we was able to get it was people, it was engineers and doctors and pharmacists and you know, lawyers used to come back that looked like us, that graduated from our school, come back from our same neighborhood. So we had exposure to that at that school. That was so great about that school. So I was like, maybe these kids, maybe there's a kid, there's a kid in these neighborhoods. That's one thing, that may be one thing that uh, that, that all they need is the exposure because they don't get it, you know. So that's what the Be Great platform is going to be, you know. Um, it's kids that don't know how, that's very creative and very artistic. Artistic. I was just having a conversation about this with somebody the other day. You know, um, 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 their their uh, their daughter was is in uh, high school into art. You know, what I'm saying into uh, art in all different forms. You know, but. When when it, it, she had a conversation with her dad, you know, she was like, "I'm just going to be a neuroscience, sci- uh, uh, no, uh, anesthesiologist." Sorry, and he was like, "You know, but your love is uh, uh, for the arts. You know, what I'm saying you, you know, you do everything for the arts." And she was like, "I don't, you know, uh, uh, I don't, I don't see where there's jobs that she's like still want to make money." So she was like, "I don't want to see it. I don't know where there's jobs that that." Uh, uh, where the skill set could come and play and make a lot of money, you know. 
they're like, well, there's creative directors and there's a lot of spaces in there, but our kids just don't know. They don't know about those jobs in there. They don't know about a lot of jobs in the music industry. And that's the problem with music and sports. You know, they know about the athletes and know about the rappers, but they don't understand that my Wayne's music engineers, you know, that records him every day is making six figures. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, making six figures. And, and, and there's now every single corporation, every single corporation in America now has a social media department. So, so with these kids wow. going on Instagram every day, there's, there's departments. And jobs, social media managers. There's jobs oh, that wow. every every corporation now has that. You know, come on. Now. these kids just, get out of here. These kids, these kids just don't know that. Yeah, I can have a job doing what I like to do on Instagram and Facebook all day. Yes, that's a skill set. Every day. Wow. It's a skill set. Like a it's career. Could, yeah, it's something that you could be building a resume on right now on your own socials to show how you make your own socials work. That could get you a whole wow. career in life, you know, but they don't have that exposure. So I'm going to take the black mm-hmm. social media manager, which Adidas has, you know, um, 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 Adidas has, and uh, um, who else we just get to deal with? Uh, American Eagle, uh, their VP of social, of social, uh, uh, their social media manager, their VP in a area is a black, is a black girl. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You know, I plan on onboarding all these people on the platform. So these kids could have exposure and, and and have these courses taught basically to tell these people how to uh uh be like them you know and 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 and, and show these kids that there's different things you know what i'm saying there's a ton of different jobs that we don't get to, we're not exposed to that the private people at these the kids at these private schools you know and uh, uh that's not in our tra- traditional neighborhood they're getting that exposure we don't know mm-hmm. We don't know. And it's a it's an HBCU thing also. You know what I'm saying? I'm planning on bringing this and implementing this HBCU because a lot of some of our HBCUs don't know, you know, and, and have and have uh, um, uh, curriculums, curriculums and courses and, and majors that's innovative to what's going on right now in the tech, in the, in the whole STEM and the whole uh, uh, STEM under this whole STEM umbrella in the creative space, you know. So I'm planning on uh uh not only taking this uh um to the kids but there's gonna be mm-hmm. a non profit extension called Be Great Together that's gonna partner with uh HBCUs to kinda do some uh table talks and conversations to try to bring all these influences right into our uh um right into our universities and hopefully they, you know, uh, on the larger scale, help them develop programs or courses or classes to implement so that our kids could be in, in you know, could could have access to these jobs that are getting, you know, to these uh, jobs that are being had in this world that we don't normally uh, uh, get to see and have exposure to. Wow. That was and, you know, no, that no, no, that was so. You had so. Here's the crazy part about all that what you just said. I'm sitting here, not moving, and I'm listening, and I'm thinking to myself, I need to be taking notes because Cortez mm-hmm. is teaching me something right now. Like I need to get on social media once we done we're done with mm-hmm. this, and I need to get my social media game back up and running very well. We have a Facebook page that I run and my wife and I run and we post a lot of crazy, funny content. I like to talk and speak. So there may be an opportunity 
see how see that shameless plug, Corey. There may be an opportunity uh, for me. <laughs> there may be an bro, opportunity. Bro, let but, me tell you. I don't want to cut you off. I, mean, I don't want to cut you off. I'm going to let you get right back to you. I promise it's not going to be long. Um, no, there's good. a company now, digital marketing companies, uh, influencers are making hundreds of thousands of dollars based off of their following. That's the biggest thing in music right now, bro. Like there's a company mm-hmm. called Get Engaged out here in Atlanta that that they were behind the Megan Thee Stallion, Savage Challenge. Y'all probably see these TikTok challenges and things. They manage influencers, right? So they're getting these campaigns. And these people that's just putting content, coming up with dance, the shit that you and your wife, the shit that you've been doing forever, uh, Terrell. Like wow. forever, since Moose Side Moose. No, you went all the way back. <laughs> Are you serious? The shit, the shit that you've been doing forever, bro, is, is, is a tangible asset right now in media. Like in media. Wow. It's, it's the key. It's where all advertising spending a dollar. You build a following. You know, if you build a following, you know how to market that following, you know, and show a company that they need to you could make money off of. Like, they have managers. They have social media. That's a, there's, there's management companies now that just manage influencers. And influencers are making wow. hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, bro. Right. Like, it'd be crazy where, where it's millions of dollars in, in gaming, in video gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, and that business is only growing. That's about to be a multi-billion wow. dollar business. So these kids that just playing these games, or these kids, you know, uh, uh, that's playing these games every day, you know, that's understanding all the algorithms, like, they could be writing these games, you know what I'm saying, or they could be getting paid for playing if they're playing at a great way. You know, there's people that's showing up to arenas, like concerts, that's watching people just play video games, bro, and making millions of dollars. Dude, Ninja probably made, like, what, $15 million last year, or more than just for playing games, bro. So, so you mean to tell me that I should not have stopped playing my Nintendo? Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> Bruh, if we would have came, stayed playing Nintendo like these kids. We went outside, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we I, did. Our mama talk, it's different. This is a different we generation. But, oh, they wow. but it's becoming, it's, it's dollars coming in that, in, in, that, in those worlds, bro. Like, everything wow. that you've been doing, Everything that you've been doing, you still could do on the side, build your audience up, and still be making a side hustle of uh, some money, or 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 a real thing, or full time thing. Like it's 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 that's that's the way. That's the that's the way. That's the way we think about music. You know, we I don't think about radio and getting re- records played on radio no more. My first, the most money, the uh, the the most money out of our radio budgets uh, these days is the digital campaign. I cannot wow. because that's where everybody is, and it's not going to stop. It. Everybody's going to live on their handheld devices and their phones. That's where we're going to get all our information even going forward, and the technology is going to become even smarter. You know, so this is where everyone is living. This is where advertisers at. Uh, uh, you see everything on Facebook, you know. Uh, uh, y'all see these cookies spread into where you could be searching something on the internet and you jump on Facebook and you see an ad for those same shoes you was, yep. uh, uh, you know, <laughs> with that target marketing, like all that is mm-hmm. all that's purposely done. And that's where of people course. are spending money and influencers, influencers are the new, are the new commercials, right? Are the new television wow. commercials and, and the new people who are getting endorsement deals. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it doesn't only have to be the celebrity. If you have an audience and your audience reaches uh, the target market of these companies, they'll spend money with you. 
they'll give you uh they'll spend money with you uh uh so just because because they know they have a direct you know your followers is is uh and and what it is is um um with followers and uh, on like your social media you know that not like a television commercial right you could spend these these people were spending millions of dollars on television commercials and you had to figure out whether or not and kind of guess uh uh whether and hope that the audience will be looking sitting in front of their tv and looking at your commercial at the time that it's being aired right you know you kind of knew you kind of knew the demographic of the program where you're going to buy slots around but you know it was all up in the air how many people really view the commercial somebody could have went to the bathroom or not and you know i'm saying or or just flip to another channel flip to the channel you never knew how many people would really tune into those uh uh programs until they actually happen with social media is direct you know what i'm saying i know you have this many followers i could look at the breakdown of where your people are the age demographic and everything analytics are there so it's it's a more for sure bet in the advertising world to uh spend money with the uh uh influencer who they know has a certain demo that they're going to target and reach and possibly have a transaction, you know? So wow. that's definitely the way of the future. Well, man, I appreciate that information. Just drop some jewels. <laughs> definitely, man. That's some dope stuff. Great information. And, man, we've covered it all. I think we've held you long enough. I mean, we went all the way back to the early days. We talked about the music, the JSU days, the boom. We even touched on social justice. And then we talked about business and social media. So, man, this is a, a diverse show. Can't thank you enough. Before I let you go, I have to ask you, though, the words, the I love, what does that mean to Cortez Bryant? Oh, man, that, that the I love, is, 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 it, means, um, it, it, it means heart, bro. It means foundation, you know, uh, means opportunity. Uh, uh, it means pride, bro. So many things could come out of that, that word in, in, in Jackson State University, man. I'm definitely thankful for that experience, one of the best things, that, one of the best decisions I could have made in my life, you know, and that's why I always try to uh, pay it forward, give back to that university for uh, uh, everything that it poured into me. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, Tez, man, again, we appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back on, man, you know you're welcome. And, and hopefully whenever we can get through this COVID-19 pandemic, if we can get it under wraps, and we can get back on campus for some games. And when football season kicks off, we're going to host some shows from campus. So especially during yes, homecoming. Sir. I know you like to come around for homecoming. So definitely let's link up and let's do some live shows where we can all come together. I'm here, bro. I'm here, man. appreciate y'all having me, dog. Most okay, definitely. Man. I enjoyed it, man. Georgie. All right, yes, sir. All right, Tiger fans, that'll do it for episode 45 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. 
Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love.